Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to another exciting episode of the TEFL Show. And today we're going to be talking about intercambios or language exchanges. How's it going, Rob? Hey, Marek, how are you doing? All right, all right. How is life in Ireland? Good, very good. Um, we've had quite a lot of sun over the last couple of days. Um, so, you know, spring is coming. So, yeah, it's, um, things are, are very cheerful over here at the moment. What about in Belgium? It's good. It's, it's pretty sunny as well, but I'm worried that uh, since we've already had five sunny days, we might have used up our um, sort of portion of sun for the whole year. So um, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it starts raining. <laughs> That's what I was thinking about as well over here. Yeah. But uh, anyway, um, yeah. So uh, today, Mark, we're going to be talking about uh, language exchanges, um, which is uh, quite an important um, area, I think, for uh, the learner to find out about, particularly if you don't have any uh, experience of doing them. So, so Mark, can you, can you kind of tell people what basically a language exchange is? Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, I imagine probably quite a few of our listeners might have done a, a language exchange before, but it's basically an informal meeting with one person or more people when you exchange languages. So let's say at the moment I'm learning Dutch and I um, meet with a, with a Belgian friend who is a Dutch speaker and he, we speak in Dutch for maybe 20 minutes or half an hour. And then in exchange, we speak in Spanish because he, he wants to improve his Spanish and I, I speak Spanish as well. So we kind of exchange the languages and it's, you know, it's not really a class, but we just meet up in a bar. You can meet up in a cafe, wherever you prefer. And you exchange the two languages that both of you want to practice. And sometimes people do those um, in groups as well. When you have those, uh, for example, polyglot societies or clubs where, you know, people meet up in a bar and sometimes there's one language that's being practiced uh, in, a, in a given night or sometimes the various languages in different parts of the, um, of the bar or of the cafe, for example. Yeah, so, um, you know, I, I think, like for me personally as a learner, um, I have found uh, these, well, I, I often call them intercambios because, you know, I kind of learned about them through Spanish. So that, that's sort of the word that kind of comes to my mind. But um, I found them extremely useful. And, you know, I think um, often, you know, I, I'm surprised when I talk to my learners, I'm surprised like how few of them are, you know, engaged in, language exchanges they often sort of say that you know they don't know how to go about it um so like i, I think the first thing we might mention is you know like how, how to find one how to find the right person for you um so of course you know you can look um online you know you can you can instead of kind of meeting up with somebody face to face um there are several pages for example on facebook polyglot uh, pages where you can go and you can just uh you know post a message that you're looking to to practice um, whatever language it could be in exchange for something else or it could be let's say you're you're learning french and then you come across um, another french learner um, who has a similar level to yours or maybe a little bit higher a little bit lower and then um, you know the two of you can kind of get together and just kind of chat in french either using text chatting or you know if you if you feel when, or when you feel confident then you can kind of um, maybe make um, you know, a WhatsApp call to them or something like that. And then just kind of, you know, you, you're, it's, it's quite nice because you're kind of like naturally kind of building a friendship as well um, while you're getting excellent practice um, 
of the language. Now, um, you know, um, it, I personally much prefer sort of the face-to-face -face language exchanges. And here where I live in Cork, you know, it's quite, um, I'm quite lucky in that it's a very kind of cosmopolitan city. Um, so I um, do exchanges in, um, in, you know, Irish. I offer Irish, English, um, Spanish, and then um, I do, um, I do exchanges in French and Portuguese and Italian. Um, so, you know, there's a big kind of scene here. Um, so, you know, a couple of ideas for people who want to meet someone face to face. Um, a good place to start looking or a good place to start, you know, posting your own sort of advert, uh, looking for somebody to do an exchange with would be, you know, maybe the local library or you can put them in, in several different libraries, you know, um, and then, um, you know, why not walk into some of the language centers that are in your town or in, in, a, in a, a town nearby, you know, uh, ask where the notice board is or maybe leave a message at reception saying, you know, you want to practice whatever language. Um, and then, of course, you know, you can go into the university. Now, where I work in, in UCC, you know, we have sort of like most universities, we have kind of a dedicated language center, which has its own building. And, um, you know, you can go in there and then, you know, you can sort of, um, each department has its own um, notice board. And let's say you want to do an exchange with a, with a Chinese speaker, um, then, you know, just go straight to the Chinese speaker notice board. And that's probably the most effective way of, of getting somebody. And also, I, I find that, at least in my own experience, I don't know about you, Marek, but um, I kind of, you know, it's nice to try the, the language exchange with, with a couple of different people. Um, and, um, you know, then you kind of might get, get on better with, with, you know, with one or two of them and you might decide to sort of continue, you know, meeting, you know, on a weekly basis, uh, with them. Um, others, you know, perhaps you might have, you know, just like in normal relationships, you can have a, a kind of a clash of personalities and, you know, maybe, maybe it's kind of, it's, uh, you might only have one interchange with them. So, um, any other ideas, Marek, for, uh, finding an exchange uh, person to do I think I sort of coming back to to what you said about um, you know having a few exchanges with different people I think that's that's pretty important as well because you know if you're to meet that person and spend some time with them in a in a pub or in a cafe or wherever and and have a nice time both of you you need to get along with each other and sometimes mm -hmm. you know you you find the person who speaks the right language and they want to learn the language that you speak but then there's just, you know, there's, you just don't get along with each other. So I think, mm. you know, sometimes you're lucky and like the first language exchange that you do, you find a, um, a, a nice person and a sort of a little friendship develops, but often you need to do several different ones. So I wouldn't get mm. discouraged sort of if you have a bad experience or simply if you mm. don't get along with, uh, with the first uh, language buddy that, that you meet. But perhaps mm. uh, you mentioned, uh, you know, that you can look on the internet and also, Facebook and uh, other social media that's almost every every bigger city will have like a Facebook group on um, you know language exchanges where I live now with Leuven they've they've got a Facebook group as well um, for language exchanges so if you search that um, on Facebook you're bound to find something if you're you know especially if you're in a university town or a bigger city 
then there will be things like that. And as you said, the, the websites as well, where you can uh, try and try and meet people. And I think a good idea as well is to, to go to one of those group language exchanges um, that are very often organized in, you know, in, in bigger cities. So in here, for example, there's this one that different uh, days of the week they've got different languages so i can't remember exactly but for example on a wednesday it would be french on a thursday it would be spanish then it would be dutch and so on and you can just you know just show up there in the in the bar that where they meeting and you know chat to the people there and then you know maybe you'll meet uh, a language buddy and then you can meet with that person sort of one-to-one to, -one to uh, you know and see see how it goes and then sometimes you know like i, I met my language buddy through another friend so i just sort of when i arrived here and then when i lived in other countries i just sort of tell people that i'm i'm, I'm interested in learning you know be it spanish or, or now dutch you know and do you know anyone who'd be interested in you know just having a coffee or something like this and having a chat and then you know i just tell different people that i meet through other people that i know and eventually the message spreads and they know that there's this uh, crazy guy Marek who likes learning languages and having language <laughs> exchanges so yeah, yeah. That, that works pretty well too yeah no I, I think that's great advice um, and you know I think just uh, on that point Marek as well um, you know when you do find somebody that you get on with you know like um, it's, it's fantastic because you know personally I have you know you know me I, I have a great interest in you know sort of things like language and linguistics but also history and science and um you know like kind of foreign affairs and you know like what news from around the world sort of so they're the things that i personally want to be able to talk about fluently in my target language usually um and you know if i can find somebody who can you know take a couple of those boxes or maybe if i can find kind of several different people who, who will you know manage to uh, tick a couple of those boxes um, then you know that's that's a fantastic thing for the learner um, and uh, you know I, I, I suppose um, a really good way you know if you do find somebody let's say you love history like me um, you know you might love the history of you know the Roman Empire or something like that um, like I do then you know you, you can sort of the two of you can decide oh let's let's um, you know like I'm, I'm gonna read this article um, during the week and uh, you know perhaps you could take a glance at it as well and if you have an article that you're interested in that you want to talk about in, in English then you can send it on to me um, and then you can have sort of a more focused exchange because um, I find sometimes you know the first sort of few exchanges with with somebody are very easy because you can talk about you know your lives like what what you've been doing why you've come to you know, I can talk about why they've come to Cork why are they studying or working here? And, you know, there are lots of kind of topics that, that can come up. Um, but then, you know, like in, in the later exchanges, you do have to, um, I mean, sometimes you just uh, click with somebody and you don't really need to put any, any effort into uh, looking for things to, to talk about. But, um, you know, some, sometimes, you know, there can be uh, silences. You know, and uh, that can be a little bit intimidating. So a little bit of preparation is really handy. One a good tip on that is to, you know, if you go onto the internet or go to a textbook in your target language and you can find some question cards um, that, that, you know, that you could give to um, 
you know, the person that you're doing the exchange with, you know, they could be like, at first they could be on nice, uh, or depending on your level, they could be on nice sort of generic topics. Like, uh, you know, you could have sort of a question card on the topic of holidays, a question card on the topic of education, a question card on the topic of sport, you know, nice and general like that. Um, and then, you know, like sort of the generic topics like that, that you'll find in any kind of course uh, textbook, like in sort of intermediate level, then, you know, you're going to have a lot to talk about on that. And then, you know, it takes a bit of the fear away as well, because, you know, you can all, if you need to, you can always go to the question card, you know, if you're, if you're kind of stuck for something to say. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I think that's a, that's a great idea. I hadn't actually thought of it uh, myself. I'd never done it, but uh, it's, you know, it sounds really good, especially if you're sort of intermediate or below. I think that can, that can really help you um, to, you know, to start the conversation and, and, and focus it as well. And I like the idea with having, for example, exchanging articles. I think that's really good. Or what you can also do yourself is... Um, you know, whatever you're interested in, browse through the news um, and note down the things that you might want to talk about next language exchange. Even just, you know, very brief notes that these are the sort of the topics or the, the news items that you've read and, and you would like to talk about. And then what you could also do if you, you know, if we're talking about those more focused and prepared language exchanges, you could prepare a couple of vocabulary items for, you know, for each each of those pieces of news, for example, that you want to talk about or each of those topics and kind of in your head, you could also prepare yourself. Like, especially if you're, you know, I find that, you know, I'm, I'm very low level in, in Dutch. So I find that, you know, the more preparation that I do before the language exchange, even just in my head kind of thinking, oh, I, I would like to talk about last night's Barcelona's game. How, how do I say this? How do I say they, they won? How do I say they lost? You know, those kind of mm. things. Mm. And then, you know, I feel much more confident that that might just let me say a couple of sentences, but that's just, but it's still much more than I would be otherwise able to say. Um, so I think that that sort of preparation is, is very good. But of, of course, you could also sometimes when I go to language exchanges, you know, it's, it's completely unprepared um, because I either don't have time or I just don't feel like it. And it's, you know, now with the language buddy that I've got, it's, it's just very spontaneous. And we've got usually topics, things to talk about. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I think, I think both um, options, you know, are very useful. And also, I suppose it depends on the personality. Um, but, but I guess like, you know, like I wouldn't sort of over prepare at the same time for language exchanges because, you know, you want to make it as natural as possible. I think certainly, you know, um, the, the goal of every language learner is to get the state to the stage where, you know, they can sit down and ev easily have a conversation about any given topic. Um, you know, so you want to have that in mind uh, at, at some point, but, you know, like in the sort of basic, uh, levels of, of the language, you know, um, it, it will certainly help you a lot to prepare a bit in advance. And I think that's, um, Marek, you mentioned this to me at another time. Um, but it's just to have three kind of questions in your head, mm. you know, that, that you can ask about maybe things that you've seen or things that were in the news or things that are going on in the local town uh, where you're living, you know, or, or, or basically let's, you know, like, like you're, you're a, a massive Barcelona fan, as you mentioned there, Marek, you know, like if it's something like that and you want to get that across, um, you know, I, like I would say you can even go further than just like sort of preparing kind of like things that you want to say, such as they won or they lost uh, in your head. Um, why not record yourself uh, saying them? 
you know, sort of, you know, you could sort of imagine kind of questions that, that he might have. And then, you know, you can record yourself and uh, on your phone and then kind of listen back to them and then, you know, try to have an improved version or something like that. And, you know, also that will help you to sort of visualize the exchange and, you know, you'll, that will help to increase your, your confidence uh, when, you know, you are in sort of a real life uh, communication situation. And I think this would be particularly important for, for students who are preparing for uh, language speaking tests, such as, you know, the, the speaking test in the uh, IELTS, hmm. you know. Um, so, you know, and again, for that, you could just go on online or go on to IELTS.org and take a look at, you know, maybe buy a couple of their past exam papers, take a look at the questions there from previous speaking tests, you know, and maybe, you know, sort of like without sort of over preparing and writing down answers word for word, just kind of, you know, think about what you would say if you were given that question right now, what, what would you come up with? Record yourself and then, then maybe use that and, and say, look, well, you know, can I make that a little bit better by getting maybe one or two bits of vocabulary? But again, kind of don't make it perfect because, you know, there's no point, you know, you have to be able to sort of, um, you know, be able to shoot from the hip, let's say, when, when you're in kind of a real speaking environment. You can't over, you, you can't really be prepared um, for, you know, for every question that you're going to get. So you're going to have to come up with things on the spot. But I think a little bit of preparation for, for you know, like if there was a big news story during the week, a little bit of preparation um, of that can go a long, long way, you know. And like you said, Mark, you know, sort of taking a few key bits of vocabulary, you know, um, you know, for example, let's say you're living in London now, you know, you might, um, you know, be, be talking about uh, the attacks on um, the parliament um, at the end of last week, and that, that could potentially come up in the discussion. So, you know, if, you know, you might want to make a couple of comments about that. And, you know, so you'll need kind of mm. key vocabulary such as terrorist and, you know, um, you know, et cetera, um, for, for that particular topic. So, yeah. And also sort of, it's, it's good to think about, um, perhaps in your, let's say in your first language, how you would initiate the conversation and, and try and get those useful chunks of language in, um, in the language that you're learning. So for example, things like, you know, have you heard about, have you seen, uh, did you know that, you know, those kind of little conversation or topic starters, I think they're, they're very useful and, and other, other phrases like that. But one, one thing that I do, and I was wondering if you did the same thing or perhaps if other people that, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm, I'm wondering if other sort of, uh, language exchange goers, if we can call us, uh, call language ourselves exchangers. Like, language exchangers yeah language swappers yeah some people call it tandem tandem, tandem. yeah a tandem you know like a tandem bicycle is one of those bicycles well, yeah two, two people use so yeah it's, it's kind of like that um but yeah so anyway yeah, um language language exchangers out there do you um ever take a notebook to your language exchange because i do and sometimes i feel like well maybe i'm just this weird diligent student that writes things down during you know just an informal conversation but i tend to do that because i kind of feel you know there's lots of vocabulary flying all over the place during the language exchange and i kind of feel what a waste if i don't write yeah. down at least one word or maybe two words because otherwise yeah. you know I, I will i'll remember them for five minutes but then just i'll, I'll forget them inevitably unless it's a uh, 
it's an item that kind of keeps on coming up and keeps on being repeated. So I tend to write them down in my notebook and then maybe add them to something like Quizlet or Memrise whenever I have time and then right try and the study end. them. And then I bring the same notebook to the, to the language exchange so I can, very, and very often like I realize that I, I'd forgotten the, the word that I'd learned. So I can go mm. back into the, in the notebook and then use that word in the, in the next exchange. Yeah. No, I think that's fantastic. And especially I, I like the idea that you mentioned about using Quizlet as well, you know, putting um, the vocabulary in there after each exchange, you know, and uh, to get yourself, um, well, to get some sort of organization and system to it, you know, that, that mightn't work for everybody. Um, what I often do in my exchanges is, you know, I'll, I'll ask the person, you know, do you mind if I record the conversation? Mm. Um, and, um, you know, like, I've never had somebody say no, <laughs> no, I don't want you to. So, um, so yeah, usually people are are happy with that, you know, because obviously they're going to be speaking a native their native language or you know a language that's um, near native to them or um, that they've got a high level of proficiency in. Um, so they're not, you know, they're you know they don't mind you. Uh, uh, what would you not. do later on with the with the recordings? Yeah, so that that's uh, the important part. So like. Um, one of the things that I will do is, you know, I'll listen to my answers and I'll kind of go, you know, how can I, um, how can I improve this answer? How, how can I like uh, rephrase it in a more effective way? How can I expand upon the vocabulary of it? Is there any way that I can restructure it? Um, is like the, the grammar that I'm using, you know, uh, too simplistic? You know, would like a native speaker use, um, you know, some form of, of conditional in this situation? Or would they use the subjunctive when I'm just using, you know, the indicative tense? Um, so try to be kind of self-critical. And again, you know, I'm, I'm kind of one for like, I then record my better answers, you know? Um, and then, you know, with that, like um, the next time that you happen to have a conversation with perhaps a different person about the same topic, you know, you'll, you'll have a much more um, successful communication event, let's say, if we want to, let's give it a formal name like that. So you, your production will be much more um, effective than it was otherwise, because, you know, I think, I think like if there's no sort of self-reflection, uh, upon your performance in the exchange. Um, and again, I don't want to over-formalize sort of exchanges, but I think there has to be some kind of self-reflection in order for you to kind of go, well, you know, I didn't really, um, you know, do very well um, I, uh, <clears throat> when I was asked that question. In fact, you know, I could hardly understand what I was saying myself, you know. Mm. Um, so if you, if, you know, it feels like that when you're listening to it again, well, you know, you should sort of make an effort to kind of go, well, you know, if I'm given this question again, I'll have a much um, better answer to give, you know. And I think there you're really, you're really building um, your language, you know what I mean? And another thing for it is, you know, like as well as kind of taking notes, if, you know, the thing about taking notes, though, a new vocabulary that comes up, it takes a bit of time and, you know, the communication kind of stops. Um, so, like, what you could do is just listen back to the recording and then, you know, um, you know, you might sort of come across a, a word that you don't know in the conversation that you didn't understand at the time either. And then you can sort of make an attempt to spell the word and find the word in the dictionary, you know. Um, and I think that will make it kind of more memorable as well. And, and also, like, I wouldn't be, you know, I'm, I'm not a one for writing down every new word. 
comes up. I, I, you know, I, I believe that you should only sort of go and look up a word when you've come across it a few times, you know, and you realize that it's sort of a frequent word in that language because, you know, like I, I, I think, it, well, in my estimation, the key to sort of learning languages and getting to sort of, let's say, a, a working proficiency level of a, of a sort of a C1 level um, is by learning, you know, sort of the, the 90 kind of 5% of languages that are the, the most sort of frequently used parts of them, you know. So you'll notice like that certain words will just come up over and over again. Um, yeah, so once you've heard it like a couple, a, a few times, then go and go and ask about it or go and look it up, etc. Um, but yeah, I would be, you know, I would be wary like about saying, um, you know, to note down everything. Just kind of, you know, maybe, yeah, if you hear something coming up maybe two or three times in the in your exchanges or in your recordings of them, then, you know, start kind of going, well, what's the grammar of this? How do I use it? Um, and, yeah, you know, or if it's if it's a word for for example that uh, stops you from saying something, so let's say you wanna you you know you wanna say if we if we on the topic of Barcelona um, since I already started with it Barcelona won against Paris Saint Germain. If you don't know the, how to say the verb win in the past, well, that's you know that's an important word that you want to write down, I suppose, mm. because you will mm. be using it, uh, you know. And I've knowing myself, unless I write it down, I, I will forget it very quickly. Um, mm. So that's that's a way for me to remember. But I totally agree with you that you know, I if you look at my notebook, there's maybe you know five words per language exchange. Sometimes there's a few more. Sometimes there's like two or three. And mm. so I definitely don't write too many words because I also don't have time then to, to learn that many mm. words as well. Mm. And you, you mentioned it a, a couple of times as well that, you know, you, you can do all that preparation that we've been talking about and, uh, and then perhaps some reflection after the language exchange, but also, you know, uh, many of the language exchanges just just keep them keep them fun, and you don't really have to either prepare or reflect on it um, afterwards. Just you know, just use the language, make it fun, and and enjoy it. And sometimes, mm. sometimes I do prepare, and sometimes I try to reflect, and sometimes mm. I don't because I just I just don't feel like it. And they're, mm. they're supposed to be fun, so you know. So for those of you out there who kind of feel like, oh, I don't I don't really have time to listen back to the recording of my language exchange. Then, then don't do it. But you know, find another way that that works for you, or just mm. just enjoy it. Enjoy having a beer or a coffee or a meal and talking in in your new language. Mm. No, absolutely. And I mean, I you know, I think um, at least you know, from my perspective with the recordings, you know, I find them very easy to use because I can listen back to them while I'm in the car, while I'm you know on the train or you know just kind of walking around walking to work or whatever the case may be you know or maybe when you're out jogging you can listen back to it and i'm i'm also a big believer in re-listening to things um so like you know just in terms of you know like podcasts as well in the target language to re-listen um to a particular podcast that you might like over and over again without looking up anything in the dictionary and see how much you can kind of garner from it after each lesson um, and you'll find, well, I find with my, with me anyway, in my experience that, um, doing it that way, it tends to sort of turn that language, that newly acquired language into sort of more productive language rather than receptive, you know? Mm. Yeah. I think that's a, it's a very, very good tip.
Um, but definitely, um, I, I think the situations um, of most importance, Mark, and you kind of spoke about this when you were talking about the past tense of, of win. But like when you find yourself in a language situation where you don't have the, the linguistic tools to say what you mean or to even um, use circumlocution, then like that moment needs to be noted either mentally or it needs to be written down um, so that you, know, you can prepare for that. So if you find yourself in a situation where you need a third conditional and you don't have it, um you know that that should be your reason then to go and to find out the grammar to that and uh you know to make sure that you have that in your sort of in your language toolkit um the next time you go out you know and the next time you find yourself in in a in a similar sort of communication situation you know? absolutely yeah yeah no that's that's a very very important tip and uh we've already said that but uh no down and especially if you're sort of lower level or you're learning language from scratch start with those high frequency chunks or words that that are just keep on coming up in any sort of conversations or uh, word like for example well a phrase like for example that's you know super super useful and things like you know have you seen have you ever those kind of things and i i don't really believe in in those kind of as thornbury calls them grammar McNuggets, and that you have to learn present perfect after you've learned the past simple and present simple and you can't learn it before that's just yeah. that's just not how language works because if i want to yeah. ask somebody have you ever been to poland well i'm just going to ask them now because this is this is you know it's just come out of the conversation in the language yeah, exchange yeah, yeah. You know, exactly exactly yeah, I couldn't agree more there. Like, I mean, um, you know, I, I think like, you know, even um, the, let's say I mentioned the third conditional a minute ago. You know, we have this, we have, it's called the, the Mo Canilach in, uh, in Irish. And, you know, like a lot of people have this idea that this is this sort of extremely difficult thing. Not because it's, it's difficult. In fact, it's not at all. It's just, you know, the same as any other kind of conditional tense almost exactly the same as in Spanish. Um, and, uh, you know, you can teach that to somebody. If they need it, you can teach that to them, I believe, at virtually any level. I think maybe, maybe it's probably not best at, you know, just at beginner level. But from elementary on, you know, they, like, if that, if, if um, an incident comes up where they need to use a conditional, um, you know, uh, give it to them. Give them... Given the instructions, don't kind of don't kind of hold back. And you know, again, like if you find yourself, you know, in that situation, no matter what your level is, if you feel that you need a conditional, don't kind of go. Well, no, I'm not going to even bother. This is far too difficult for me. Mm. Um, you know, just use the language that comes up because of uh, the communication. And if you're not able to sort of come up with it or to manage it during the exchange, then you've got a little bit of homework for yourself, don't you? Uh, during during the sort of week until your next yeah. uh, interchange to sort of brush up on that or go and find out about it in a grammar book or look on the internet or, or and I think that's teacher. that's um, one of the biggest advantage of language exchanges for me as a as a learner because in in any language course it's you know you've got to go from present simple present continuous past simple and so on until you finally after six years of studying english maybe you will get to third conditional but just maybe you know we're not sure if you will ever get there but in a language exchange you're driving the conversation and you can go wherever you please and you know you can learn uh, verbs in 
say verbs in the past in your very first lesson even if that's your very first sentence in the language just be, because you you have a need for it and that there's mm. there's no teacher telling you no that's just too difficult for you wait until you're pre-intermediate that's when you can use it at the moment we're sticking to present simple i mean that's just you know that's uh, so for me as a language learner uh, language exchanges are, are fantastic like that because mm. i can just talk about whatever me and the, the language buddy want to talk about and usually that's things that interest us and uh, whereas in a language class inevitably there will be many topics that you're not that keen on there will be many grammar items that you just think are irrelevant or useless or too difficult too easy mm-hmm. so i think language exchanges can be can be much more effective especially if you apply all those all those technique if you're as conscientious as uh, as you are rob with all those recordings and things like that i think that's you know that can really boost your fluency much more quickly i would say than than a language course yeah yeah i mean you know like i kind of learned each of my languages in in different ways but um you know i suppose when when this technology has become you know so easy to sort of get a hold of you know um you know i've been using it i didn't use it at all for for spanish um i did do exchanges though but like i you know i kind of i suppose i reflected on on them and you know maybe i took a couple of notes but like um you know i think i think the key thing about the exchanges like and you know i i think like this is your sort of take home point that for our listeners like is sort of you know make them fun um like you said Mark, you know often the the topics that come up in the classroom with your teacher you can't control and if you're bored with what's uh, what the conversation um is or the direction the conversation is taking in your exchange then you can change it and um you know like and if if you can find somebody that you really kind of get on with um then you know the exchanges are are fun you're really looking forward to them and, you know you know yeah. maybe you'll also um meet some other uh, speakers of this of the same target language through your exchange you know if you kind of eventually become friends and you know you can sort of integrate yourself in into the kind of uh the 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 language circle uh in your local town of of the language that you want to learn and i've i've um you know well i found that that's that's very easy to do um hmm. so like um you know and um yeah it's you know it's just like a a pleasure and i think you know like i live in quite a small town and uh, just to give people an, an idea you know there's um like if i go onto facebook there's um a, like cork vietnamese um facebook group you know uh there's cork korean facebook group um there's a cork sort of chinese one cork arabic so you know basically like you know the the sort of let's say 30 or 40 most spoken languages in the world you you're, you're going to find a, a few of those uh speakers um in in my town so like you know if you are in a bigger place like london or paris or i don't know you know even warsaw or somewhere like that then you know you're going to have it's going to be there's going to be a huge community of each, of each language i think certainly in you know, in places like Europe where there's been a lot of kind of uh, people kind of moving around for, for a long time and, you know. Absolutely, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so Marek, just one, one last thing. I mean, we, we kind of mentioned it in passing, but just, you know, I, I think the, the great thing about exchanges uh, for people like, like personally myself, I'm uh, quite shy when it comes to kind of big groups, you know. Um, so like if there's a conversation circle, 
you know, I, I find it um, difficult if I'm not confident in a language yet to sort of say something in front of the whole group. Whereas like if I'm in a small group, you know, either two people or three people or something like that, I'm much more willing to, to kind of have a go, you know, and to, to take chances. And of course, you know, you want to be in a situation where, you know, the, as Krashen would say, where the affective filter is very low, um, where you're feeling as comfortable as possible, you know, a pub environment or, you know, like, in, like we have that pub kind of culture in, in Ireland. You know, I think is ideal or a cafe somewhere where you feel at ease, you know, and, um, you know, I think like um, there can be uh, a lot less anxiety, let's say, for the learner in these sort of interchanges. But then, you know, conversation circles or even you can have a language night. So um, I went to, um, to a Spanish language event um, a couple of weeks ago here in Cork. And uh, yeah, it was basically like all of the Spanish speakers, learners and natives. Um, in Cork, just took over a pub uh, for a night. And, um, you know, we just kind of went in there and it's just like a normal pub, you know, but you you hear Spanish everywhere. And then, you know, uh, because everybody's there for, because of the fact that it's Spanish night, you know, you, then you can, you feel that you can sort of kind of go up and introduce yourself to people, you know? So, so things like that uh, can be, can be fantastic. Um, and then I went to another a French event um, just on Sunday where uh, this one, you know, was was organized using Eventbrite. So the organizers knew how many people were going to come. Um, and it was all um, either uh, French learners or French um, native speakers. And basically, uh, we did kind of one day. Uh, it was two hours of French uh, um, on Sunday. And then, you know, we're going to meet up um, in a month's time and just do two hours of English. So. You know, there there are lots of lots of options out there, but I think um, you know, um, as important as you know, listening and reading is there. You know, there is there has to be sort of an end point. There has to be a productive, um, let's say, goal um, that you have in mind. And and I think you know, like I I think in my personal opinion, it's just as easy to learn Spanish here in Ireland, or French, or German, or Italian, or whatever language as it would be in um you know as a student in in any of the countries where those languages are spoken as a, a mother tongue cool fantastic so uh if you're if you've been listening to it and uh you've got any other tips that maybe we haven't mentioned for the for the language exchanges then uh, let us know in the in the comments section and give us a like give us a share and uh We'll, uh, we'll be with you in a week's time in the next episode. Cool. Thanks, everybody.